Hey y'all, you're listening to Crying and Trying, the podcast, the comprehensive guide for cultivating emotional intelligence in a fucked up world. This podcast focuses on how oppressive systems and the human experience interact and impact our mental health. As a disclaimer, I am not a licensed mental health care professional or an expert. I am just one human who has lived through the mental health experience, sharing my story and giving my advice. Please, if you or someone you know needs help, seek it out immediately by a professional. I will have hotlines, warm lines, and other support resources available in the show notes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to, I think I'm going to make this our first episode back. I think this is a good one to start with. Oh, hi. Um, So this will be my first episode of season four. Uh, Sam already said hi, but I have Sam here again. Um, And today we're going to talk about, I mean, I feel like this can be part of the boundaries mini series. Yeah, definitely. Because like when I was like trying to think of what we were going to call this episode and I'm like, that's a really long wordy title if we're like your therapist, your friend and not your therapist, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, this is definitely a thing of boundaries. Like, um... So Sam and I were getting our nipples pierced. Uh, <laughs> and so like, this is the whole, it wasn't the whole point of the trip, but she was cat sitting for her in-laws and her husband was at a bachelor party, right? He was at a bachelor party. Yeah. So Sam was alone with a kitty. So obviously I had to go hang out with her and we planned on getting our nipples pierced. And so we were in the car And we just started talking about this topic and it came up organically. And I was like, you know what? This would be great for the podcast. So we both, I mean, you've met Sam before if you're a regular listener. If not, why don't you do a little intro of yourself for anybody who's a new (laughs) listener? Because we're in season four and you haven't been on an episode in a while. So it's been a year. It's been a a year. year. Yeah, I looked back. Um and my last invite was like July 22nd or something Ooh. last year. I know it was the camping one. So if you did wow. listen last season, it was the how nature soothes your soul. So wow. it's been a bit. It's been a bit. So it has been a year. So I don't know who you are anymore. Um, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Sam. I'm um Lexi's best friend. Um and I am a nurse. Um you sounded confused when you like I am a nurse. A- maybe. Am I? <laughs> Sometimes. Um <laughs> I use she her pronouns. Yes. Um, what else? <laughs> um Mean a nutshell. Yeah. So I mean, she if you've listened to this show at all, we're basically like the same human. We emote very similarly. We mm. navigate the world very similarly. Um, we both are neurodivergent in some aspect and dealing with trauma in some aspect. Um, so we're basically the same person. Um, so it's just two me's on this episode, but Sam and I, I think have a really, I don't want to say unique, but I do think it is unique. I think we have a very unique friendship and relationship in the way that we communicate with each other. And it's really sad that I think it is unique because I think everybody's friendship should be like this it's healthy Um, for sure yeah and that's the it's healthy and like because we're both in therapy (laughs) 
we're both doing the work. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we've never really had like a toxic friendship anyway. Like we just vibe really well, but like we've never really had issues with each other because we communicate I won't say well, we're getting better at it, but we communicate often and we try to do it as best as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's a really hard, and it's hard even with you. Like you are my best friend. You are my person. Like I go to you with everything. We started this episode and I I will say, I don't care. I have a yeast infection right now, but I started (laughs) the recording and I was talking to Sam. Like she knows all the intimate details about everything about my life. And so it's just really easy to talk to her about anything. But then that also opens the door to talking to each other about difficult things. Yeah. And especially when we're both traumatized, neurodivergent, busy as fuck, anxious and stressed out all the time. Like there's going to be times when we trigger each other or we say things or do things in a way that upsets the other person. But like, I don't know. We had two fights I think that one after my powerlifting me and I, I we had one other fight and I don't even really know what it was I about. feel like we shouldn't even count powerlifting one that was like very wine induced even that I we woke up the next day and we're like hi we're idiots I'm so sorry like sobbing like are we still friends <laughs> my god so like we've never really gotten in a fight but I also think that it's because we like talk to each other about our issues and yeah again we don't have a ton of issues because we're very aligned and even with us being aligned it's still hard to talk to you about things like if you're doing some I don't remember what it was I think it was recently like I was struggling and you were in like nurse mode and you were trying to fix it and you were like giving me all these suggestions And normally, like, that doesn't bother me, but it was a situation where I was like, this isn't helping me. I don't want to hear this right now. Can you just commiserate with me? And I think it took me, like, a day or two to be like, or, like, even a few hours. And I was like, this isn't helpful. I don't want to hear this. Please stop. And, like, I feel icky and gross setting boundaries with my person. And it's still hard. And so it just, like, I don't know. It makes me very grateful for the relationship we have and also makes me sad for other people that haven't started doing this because I'm just like, how tumultuous are your relationships where you're afraid to tell people what you're feeling and what you need? Yeah. Because I'm still afraid to do that. And like, I have no reason whatsoever. <laughs> like, I think too, it's like a boundary learning thing with me that mm-hmm. um, it's hard to turn that nurse mode off so to speak so like you you're so used to doing it day and and if you're in a helping profession um anybody (laughs) listening pause real quick did you get the meme that I sent you on Instagram yes (laughs) Yes. that's literally why I used helping profession um okay so I want to share the meme real quick or do you need to go finish your train of thought oh no 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 go go okay So I saw this meme last night and I sent it to Sam and it's literally a person who's just saying like, if you're a millennial divergent, like eldest daughter, what helping profession did you go into? And then it goes to someone who stitched it and she's like, I fucking hate this app. And like, Rachel's not the eldest daughter, but like, I mean, might as well be with how that relationship is. Same. Rachel became a doctor. Yeah, you you are not the eldest, but basically are. You became a nurse. I went and became a teacher. (laughs) Like... Yep. Yeah. 
in the helping profession, anyway, so you were saying... You do it for 40 hours a week, plus, give or take. So it's hard to, when someone comes to you with a problem, not immediately go into fix-it mode. And I know that, like, that is usually my go-to, but then a lot of times I can catch myself and be like, hold on, are you in a venting or are you in a feelings or solutions mode? (laughs) Like, are these helping you or do you just want to vent? And that's like, we're usually very good about reading each other and like figuring that out. But when I'm struggling, like I have a very hard time uh, in the moment expressing what I need because a lot of times I don't even know. So if I go to Sam and she's trying to fix it and she's in nurse mode like, and that's not what I need. I kind of shut down. And I think you probably will notice this. Like, I won't respond to you if that's yeah. what you're doing, because I'm just like, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say you're not helping because like, I know you're trying to help and I don't want to hurt your feelings, blah, blah, blah. So like, I won't say anything for a while. And then I'll come back when I'm ready and be like, actually, this isn't the space I'm in. But usually we're very good about picking up on that with each other. But that's also because we establish this practice mm-hmm. of being like, are you in a headspace to handle XYZ conversation? Um, and I do think that that's 100% a product of the work that we've been doing and just the the way we are. We're both empaths. We are sponges. We soak up each other's emotions. And so like, we know from experience that if I go to somebody and they're not doing well right now and I just pile all my shit on their plate, that that's not going to help that other person. And especially when it comes to you or like Alex or any of my really close friends, I obviously don't want to make you feel worse Mm. by dumping my shit on you. I think that this has become a really popular buzzword term I've seen on social media, the trauma dumping. I think a lot of people do that without realizing that they're doing it. Yeah. And I think being in helping professions, being empaths, that type of thing, you tend to be the person that people go to, to trauma dump on. (laughs) Exactly. And so like, that's, and I, I've talked about this before on here. So basically, I never really said what the episode was about. I was like, it's a boundary thing. So well, episode- we're starting. We've talked for 20 minutes. Now, here's what you're here for. <laughs> it always goes. So we are just talking about your friend is not your therapist. That is the cornerstone of this episode. And I think it can be applied in a lot of different directions. Um, We both had some pretty specific instances where this happened, but I also feel like just the way we communicate in general is like, I don't know, the how to not like make your friend your therapist, checking in, hey, where is your head at? Like, can I vent? Like, and being Can I vent is a big one. I think that that is, that is something truly that only... (laughs) you and I do together like really literally oh my god that's so frustrating I'm sorry I mean Um, I think that that's pretty I think I have like one other person if there's somebody else that I do do that with and I'm forgetting them in this moment then I severely apologize but truly (laughs) you're the only person that I can think of that like actually asks before just like like are you in a good headspace for me to bitch for a minute because like sometimes you're not like uh yeah I mean a lot of the times our conversations are happening like 
the morning before work, right? Mm-hmm. So like some days you wake up on the wrong side of the bed or you got in a fight with your spouse or you have a really hard day ahead mm-hmm. or something like that. And you're not in the space to also be helping somebody through yeah. their problems. Um, but I don't think that either of us have ever said no to each other. <laughs> That's a lot. I think I have said, <laughs> or like, I'll be like, yeah, I'll listen, but I can't really help you. And yes. And, but I, that's, I think that that's part of it too, though, is you're not just assaulting me with what you want to talk about. You're asking, you're opening it up. You're like prefacing it like, hey, I got some heavy shit to vent about right now. Instead of just being like, hey, I blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to say anything because like, I don't want to trigger the listeners by throwing something out there. But like, Mm. I, I, and I feel like. Like, I'm not, if you're one of our friends and you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't, like, I don't think people realize they do this. And it's something that's Oh, I mean, also... I definitely do it as well. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Same. Are you, are you good right now <laughs> to chat? I We definitely do that, like, in the middle. I'll be like, oh, I forgot to ask. Like, can I vent? And you're like, yeah, it's fine. Go Continue. <laughs> but, like, even with other people, because, like, I'm used to doing it with you, I forget to do it with some other people. Like, mm-hmm. I won't always ask for other people And that's a thing too. Like, I think it's a product of social media and having our phones with us all the time and just the expectance that you need to be available at all times because you are able to reach somebody via the phone. I think it kind of stems from that a little bit. And then it, I mean, we are a generation of people that don't have boundaries because of the way that we were raised. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, we make ourselves open and available for all of this stuff all of the time and so like what I've as I've started working on boundaries and realizing that that is super stressful for me and I can't handle because like I have friends that will come to me and they'll just start talking and I innately want to help them I want to help them feel better I want to help them get out of their headspace and often will do so at the cost of my own well-being Even if I'm struggling, I will put my stuff aside and I will focus on helping someone else. And often that's a coping mechanism that I use as well. So I don't have to deal with my own stuff. Um, But sometimes it ends up being too much and it's just like, I can't handle it. And then it turns me to start resenting friends because they're just dumping on me. And, you know, I am also struggling. So I haven't been able to reach out and say that I'm not doing well, but they're also not asking how I'm doing or if I'm okay, or if I'm in a good headspace. but it's just like this cycle where, you know, if I haven't started setting boundaries with you, uh, the general you, not you, obviously, Sam, but like, (laughs) then if I haven't started setting boundaries with you, it's a hard thing to start doing. And it's scary. And like, I still like, I have a hard time setting boundaries with Alex and you. And so like, obviously other people that I don't interact with regularly, it's going to take more practice, but it's just like, you know, if I haven't told people, Hey, I would appreciate, cause it's also like, I'm not just going to randomly be like, Oh, by the way, could you, when you want to talk to me about something, um, just like prep, like it just feels inorganic like yeah I don't want to like 
or I forget to bring it up until it happens. Like I'm, and I and you don't want to do it like in the middle of their crisis either. Literally. Like... And, and so it's a delicate balance because I'm like, I don't want to like bring this up now because I know it's going to make you feel worse. And like, I, that's not the intent, but like, I also need to manage my boundaries and my feeling. So it's like, it's very challenging. And I think like, I mean, it's just a big clusterfuck of, um, uh, blah, blah, blah words. I can't think factors. Yeah. Big clusterfuck of factors. So it's like this being constantly available, um, like the pressure to be perfect all the time with things too. Like people, if you say like, I don't really want, like, I can't have this conversation now, a lot of people will shut down and then they'll never come talk to you about that again. So it's like, and I don't want that to happen either. I want to be able to be there for people, but it's like, and it, it all comes down to communication. I feel like I say this constantly and I'm a broken fucking record, but like your friends aren't going to know. It must be important. <laughs> it must be if I keep <laughs> saying it, but like your friends aren't going to know that what you have always been doing for them. Cause if that's your mm. go-to, you are the friends that people go to when they're struggling. And like, I mean, I've kind of made that my label for myself. I have a mental health podcast. I talk openly about my mental health constantly. I'm like, talk to your friends, here are resources. So it makes sense that people are going to be like, Hey, I'm struggling. Can you help me? But the thing that is really frustrating for me on that front is it tends to be people only coming to me and only talking to me when they are struggling and not really fostering a relationship outside of that. Mm -hmm. um, and that is where I have been struggling with a few different people. And I know that you've also been dealing with that a little bit, Sam. Um, so I don't know if we want to like vaguely talk about these scenarios or if we just want to keep candidly talking about the situation. I don't know. Cause like, I'm going to be kind of general as yeah. far as mine goes. Um, I want to preface by saying this is not to say, like, don't help your friends. <laughs> exactly. Obviously, like, you're in a friendship for better or for worse, so to speak. <laughs> like, through thick and thin. It's just that, like, they're there has to be good times along with the bad times. And yes. if your friend's only ever coming to you about bad shit, like that sucks um yep that is the case with your situation mm -hmm. um not so much mine there is good and bad my biggest struggle is don't come to me to help you if you're not helping yourself <laughs> and that's too. one thing I think where you and I have a good relationship and the communication is good because we both also know that like I am not your therapist like I know that you actively are also working with one and vice yeah. versa so like if you're not in therapy and of course I'm gonna preface like obviously there's some privilege to being in therapy so if you can't mm -hmm. afford therapy then you know there there are free methods though um seek them out yeah. but like don't just use your friends as your sole therapist if you are not actively at least looking for somebody 
to help you with your shit. Don't expect that your friends can drop everything and help you with your shit whenever you're struggling. Literally. And that's like, it just, it feels, um, I don't, I can't think of words are not really working right now. It's because I'm burnt out and my brain is morning. That too. I do have my matcha though. So hopefully as the interview, interview, quote unquote, Mm. as our conversation continues, my, uh, my brain will wake up up. a little bit. (laughs) I I think, go ahead. Go ahead. Me? You. (laughs) You. (laughs) So boundary with friends, um, you know, suggest therapy, (laughs) but also like being, I think it's also boundary work with myself. Um, mm-hmm. the the friends are not your therapist goes both ways, and because mm-hmm. I'm in th- I'm in therapy, I sometimes try to therapize yes, friends that and fix them, and like realizing like actually I'm not a mental health professional, so maybe just cutting the shit and stop trying to fix their issues. Like just be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you're going through that. <laughs> Rather yeah. than like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? La, la, la. <laughs> and like, yeah, it definitely goes both ways. Like it's boundaries on both sides. And yes. what you were saying to like, um, I think I have talked about this like pretty explicitly and it's actually interesting because it has evolved since then. So I have this person, I have a really hard time. I like, want to give them pseudonyms, but then I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up. So we'll just call this person, um, jellyfish i need like a name <laughs> we'll, we'll call them lily i'm like looking i'm like flowers are everywhere that'll be kind of easy to remember okay so lily is my friend that you know we were co-workers at one point and so we talk to each other all the time and i feel like that also is part of why the relationship is the way it is now because we were co-workers in retail we were in the thick of it like we and that was at a time when I was struggling my the most when I had just started working with my new therapist and all of this stuff and I was really escalated. So we were talking about both of our issues all the time, but the difference was we were seeing each other on a daily basis because we worked together. So we had a friendship that was being maintained. Once we were no longer coworkers, we would talk periodically and like hang out once or twice, but like we weren't really chatting. And so then Lily would reach out and be like, I'm really struggling because that was the precedent that we had set, right? That was what um, we used to do. And so in her mind, it's totally fine. Nothing has changed. And honestly, for a while, it was fine for me as well. I didn't, it didn't bother me quite as much, but then it kept happening. And that would be the only time I would hear from Lily is when Lily was really struggling. And also kind of back to my point you had given Lily several resources and avenues to seek help both free and through insurance correct multiple times so there were options to get help and that's the thing Lily did not utilize any of those because when you did other check-ins you were like hey have you tried that support group or this therapist or whatever and it was like oh no yeah. But and I have and you. That, <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And I'm like, and so this would happen a few times. So like initially I was talking through things and then I was like, 
you know, come to a support group with me. And they did, Lily did come with me to a few support groups. Oh, okay. And, um, but only progress. Yeah. They went to like two, I think with me. So it was definitely progress, but then they also were like, oh, can you remind me every week that this is happening? No. Um, and so I was for a while, I was texting her and I would just forward her the email because we would get a reminder email from the person running the group. So I would just forward that to her. But then I found myself constantly checking, Hey, are you going to come to group? Hey, do you remember that group is this week? Hey, do you want to come to group? And then they weren't showing up or they weren't responding to me at all. And so then, you know, I didn't hear from them for a while and then they come back. But yeah, so it was like this repetitive cycle where, They would come to me, Lily would come to me and be like, I'm struggling, I need help. You know, I'd listen to them, I'd kind of talk through things with them. And then I'd be like, okay, and here are some resources. Literally, like, here are support groups. Here are some resources to find a therapist. Here are some resources to, like, workbooks and journaling and apps and all this sort of stuff. Because I'm recognizing in myself that, like, this is becoming too much and it's starting to frustrate me like it's Mm -hmm. starting to piss me off where like I am I feel like I'm just a tool for you when you're struggling and not really a friend and Um, you're not willing to utilize like other tools like literally uh, my biggest thing is like I can't help you if you're not willing to help yourself and also like it's not my job to help you so like yes a hundred and that's the thing too is like do some work And I understand, like, because I want to give Lily some grace as well. It is fucking hard to do the work on yourself and to get started. It's exhausting. It's exhausting finding somebody. I think I made, like, a thousand phone calls before, like, actually found somebody who was accepting new patients. And, like, it's exhausting. It's, you have to be vulnerable you have to worry about money. You have to worry about insurance. Like it's hard. I'm not going to lie. And once you do start going, it's hard to break open that shell and to actually be able and ready to be doing work. So I'm not mm. going to sit here and be like, you're not doing this. We can't be friends because you're not trying because I don't know Lily's whole story. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So maybe they're not going to the support groups I mentioned or whatever, Maybe, but like, I'm also only seeing that. Right. Like, I'm like, I have given you these resources and I'm like, oh, so they come back to me and they're like, oh, I'm still struggling. And I'm like, oh, have you been going to that support group I told you about? And they're like, no, I haven't. Okay. So why are you talking to me again? Because I'm just going to give you the same reason. And so then it starts to feel like you're using me and like, this is the only reason we're friends is so that you have someone to bitch to when you're not doing well. A free therapist. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. I'm not your free therapist. And the thing that is super frustrating with Lily is I actually did set this boundary. It took me a while. I spoke to you and a few other friends and I was like, um, cause she did reach out to me and did the same thing and it pissed me off. And so then I texted her and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I understand we're busy And it's hard for us to talk to each other and see each other. But I was like, but I feel like the only time you talk to me is when you're struggling and need help. And I was like, I don't remember exactly what I said. And I'm not going to go pull up the text messages because it'll take too long. But like, I did set the boundary and she apologized. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize like, I'm going to try to like talk to you more outside of this. 
And, like, you know, she's neurodivergent also. Like, I have the very, like, out of sight, out of mind. We're not coworkers. We don't see each other every day. So it's harder for us to remember to talk to each other. So it mm-hmm. kind of ends up being that the only time we talk to each other is when we're struggling. But, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to try to do it better and would, like, talk to me a little bit here or there. And then didn't hear from her again until she was struggling. And I also set the boundary. I was like, I don't like unannounced FaceTimes. Oh yeah. Or phone phone calls, calls. but especially FaceTimes. Like if you want to have a video call with me out of nowhere. That shit is scheduled Zoom meeting only. Literally. And I told her Three weeks in advance. (laughs) And then I might need to cancel because that's too far in advance and I won't know what I'm going to (laughs) be feeling the day of. But like I... Like, and I told her this, she, she called me and I texted her and I was like, Hey, is everything okay? I actually really don't like when you call me out of no, and I didn't say when you call me, I, I tried to keep it ge- generic. Mm. It's like, I really don't like random calls. Could you like text me next time or like schedule it? And they were like, Oh yeah, sorry. And literally the next time they tried to contact me was an unannounced FaceTime. So I'm like, are you You're like, I'm never, I'm never going to answer that. literally and I'm never going to answer it like I think I once randomly and it's like if I'm out drinking like and I'm already like my uh filter is gone or whatever the inhibitions are gone and I'm like friends otherwise I'm not gonna answer that call and I'm sorry you're not gonna get the help and support you need because you're not respecting my boundaries that I have set and said I don't like to communicate this way and you continue to communicate that way and then you also continue to only communicate with me when you're struggling. So it's just like this collection of things that it's this perfect storm of like all these things that are triggering for me and that I don't like and that make me uncomfortable and you're continuing to engage in those behaviors. So it's, I mean, with this person in particular, it's frustrating because like I've set the boundary, I've explained it and it's like, I don't want to be a bitch about it either. I don't want to be like, oh, you know, you're still doing this. Even though I definitely have a right to kind of be a bitch about it because like I've explicitly stated the boundaries. Yeah, I think it's definitely harder if you've already set the boundary. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I will say like if you're if anybody listening is struggling with a similar situation of people going to them and trauma dumping and they haven't set the boundary that's Mm -hmm. step one like hey can you ask before venting or can we like schedule a phone call instead of like text messages Mm -hmm. like or you know whatever your communication that you prefer if you've already set that boundary and someone's not listening what do you do next like that's, I, I don't know because I don't that, know that is where you enter like the I'm gonna be a bitch territory <laughs> and it's like it's a delicate balance of like you know I need to stand up for myself and my feelings and boundaries and needs but I also don't want to hurt your feelings right I, but that's also a boundary that I have to work on with myself I and this is something that I think you're pleasing Emily <laughs> Was like, if you are worried about people's reactions to your boundaries, why set it in the first place? Boom, boom, boom. Yes. And like, it's still like, that's still. And if they're a true friend, like. They will understand. 
they might be a little mad in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. we've both gotten, like, a little testy with each other, like, when a boundary is set. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. wow, fine. Like, they're going to have the initial brat reaction. Like, <laughs> like fine, I won't tell does. you anything ever again then. Bye. <laughs> and then, like, an hour later, they'll be like, okay, I'm being ridiculous. Like, they have the right to say no. And that's the thing, too, is, like, Everybody is going to react to a boundary because it's a change in how mm. you're telling them they can re- like treat you. And whether it's a pot for the better or what, like change is hard in any respect. So you, being especially like, if you, it's your first time setting it, people are going to be like, whoa, what do you do? Who do you think you are? <laughs> like, you think you can tell me what I'm going to, and that's it. Like boundaries. I think, or it can be like a, a minefield depending on the person that you're setting them with. Because it's like, if that person hasn't done their work and isn't at a place where they can even begin to understand why setting boundaries is important and they are just upset. How dare you tell me I'm not allowed to to do this to you or X, Y, Z or whatever. Because like at the end of the day, a boundary is telling someone else, how they are allowed to treat you. It's not mm-hmm. you controlling their behavior. It's not you making them act a certain way. It's you saying, if you treat me this way, then this is what will happen. And if you treat, if you don't treat me this way, then this is what will happen. And that is hard for people to, cause you know, and that's, we as people don't communicate. Like this is in a society too, especially I think in America, it's very individualistic. Everybody, every man for themselves. And so we don't really talk to other people about what we're feeling and what we need. And Mm -hmm. it's something we haven't practiced. So I guess, should we, like, how do you, how do you fix this? You know, I how don't do you think, start to fix this? Yeah, I was like, I don't think I have an answer for that because I do think it's going to be different with every friendship. Um, but I think in every relationship too, I think that the thing to start with is figuring out what you want to change in your relationships. And again, I think we talked about this in one of the first boundary episodes is like, we're not going to tackle all of these problems at the same time. Mm-hmm. If your partner and your best friend and your mom and your brother and your boss, uh, you're like, oh, I don't like the way any of you are treating me and we're going to fix all of this. That's like every area of your life is going to be turned Blown upside up. down. Yeah. And, Start small. And that's the thing is like. You can also like, I feel like model the behavior mm-hmm. that you want so like if you have a friend that or mother brother whatever a relationship where you notice this is happening you could if you were venting to them be like hey are you in a mind space that you can handle me venting right now because that might be like the first time that they've ever heard that terminology and they're like oh wow I might use that or like, or like oh, I know, maybe I mean, I'm not. Hmm, I didn't think about it. You've had one of our mutual friends on the pod before, and the first time I ever heard, um, "How can I support you best?" Mm. was they had said that to me, and I was like, "Is it Jen?" No, <laughs> it was somebody that didn't want to use their name. 
Oh, Chenny. Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember what name she used yeah. on, or they used on the pod. And uh, I was like, mm, I'm just going to say mutual friend. So yeah, this person had texted me when I was struggling and they were like, how can I support you best? And that was the first time I'd ever heard that. And I was like, oh, I like that. And I'm pretty sure I stole that from you or I stole it from her as well because yeah. I use that all the time now because that's the thing too. Like, because that fixes number one, my issue with being the constant fixer yes. of like, try this, try this, try this, try this versus and, like, what do you need right now? And I think being in the receiving end of that, like being the supporter or whatever, it's overwhelming and mm. Every situation can be different and each friend could be different. And so it's like, I don't know what you need and like communicating that. And even if like you do know what they need, but giving that other person the opportunity to say it themselves. You're putting the power back in their hands. Exactly. Instead of you being like, I'm going to take over and I'm going to fix all the problems. It's like, okay, maybe that's what I think needs to happen. But what do you need in this moment? Mm -hmm. Um, And I honestly, when you said modeling, like a light bulb click. I was a fucking teacher, dude. Like, why didn't I think of that? Like, I mean, I do it anyway, but like in a step, because that's the first thing when we're teaching anything to kids is to model it yourself. Not model the behavior that you want. And, and that is why, you know, you hear people say like leading by example is so important. And like, cause if you're not doing the thing that you want people to do for you, you can't expect them to do it. Exactly. And so it's like, I think exactly what you said, because that's something. Because that's an easy way to kind of like start to set a boundary Mm -hmm. without being like, hey, I'd prefer if you talk to me like this. And without being super blunt about it, because bluntness is hard for some people. It can be perceived as like, you know, being rude or pushy or bitchy. And it's hard to be blunt and direct, especially as, oh, that's what we were saying in individualism and all that. Yes. Um, but like, it's really, really hard to open that door. And so like, you know, and I forget too, because we are so entrenched in this work. I feel like it's not, it's like a second nature to me, like thinking about what I'm saying and how it's going to impact other people and vice versa that I forget that not everybody is doing this and not everybody is in therapy and not everybody is talking about these things with their friends or working on it themselves. And so people might not have ever, like you said, had someone say, how can I best support you? What do you need from me right now? Or are you in a headspace to talk about this? And I, I think I actually, problems or solutions like, yeah. Fades, and I think you that know? was something that you and I had started doing with each other. Mm. And it came out of therapy because I was like, uh, see, I wish I had the memory where I could be like the conversation that this happened when it start because like I can vaguely see it, like what had happened, but I'm like, oh, blah, 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 this is how it happened. <laughs> but like I think it was in therapy, and my therapist had been like, "Oh, are, are you still?" Or no, it had come out of something. It was like I had found out about something really upsetting, literally an hour before therapy. And my therapist didn't know that I had just found out about it and was like, why are you so upset? What the hell is wrong? And I'm like, this just happened. And she was like, oh my, oh my God. Okay. She was like, so you're not ready to fix it yet. Right? Yeah. Like you you haven't had time to process it. You're not going to be in the fix it stage. Exactly. And so that like, I think clicked for me. And I was like, 
oh, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. Like, I am not ready to fix it yet. I just need to talk about it right now. And like, so, and it's just like, if you haven't had that type of conversation with somebody, how are you going to know it's even an option? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think what you said about modeling it, I think that that's the first step in any setting with boundaries is like, if there's something that you want people to start doing with you, start doing that in your own relationships, like start. And I think I kind of do that anyway. And then that also turns into a boundary issue when I'm like, not also explicitly stating it. So I'm doing the behavior. And then I'm like, I really hope they pick up on this and notice that I want them to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually you do have to, if somebody (laughs) is not like picking up the cue, be like, Hey, you know how I said that to you once? I would really appreciate if you also did that with me. (laughs) Literally, like I had to do this with Alex and like, I was like, I will tell him about my day or, and then I'll ask him about his day. Like I would tell him about my day and then be like, so how was your day? Because I'm like, I want you to ask me about my day. And he didn't. And it pissed me off. And I, and, but I never explicitly said, I need you to ask me about my day as well. And so we ended up having an argument and you know, I was like, you know, I always ask you about your day and you never asked me about mine. And he was like, oh, I, I didn't know that you wanted me to. So like, even though I was modeling that, I also have to explicitly say it as well. So like you can start by modeling, maybe they'll pick up on it, maybe they won't. And if they don't, then you have to add in some other interventions, have mm-hmm. a conversation. And it's always going to be an uncomfortable conversation, it, especially if you are not the type of person that can do it in the moment, which I think a lot of us are not because a lot of us are super reactive. And if you're like, Hey, could you not do that right now? And someone else is already upset, you know, it's going to build off of itself. So if you're not good at doing it in the moment and like, it feels weird to just be like out of nowhere, like, Oh, by the way, you might just have to do it out of nowhere. Cause it's only going to come up organically when you're in that situation. Also, Yes, I think you might be saying the same thing, but go. Back to society and the internet, Instagram, Facebook, text messages, Mm -hmm. Marco Polo, Snapchat, however many ways there are to communicate. Just because your friend, brother, sister, parent, coworker, whoever texts you or calls you with some sort of crisis in that moment you do not necessarily need to respond in that moment Mm -hmm. so if you can't set the boundary and be like hey I really can't talk about this right now you don't always have to be like fucking available which Mm -hmm. is really hard that's something I've had to learn because like Mm -hmm. I am like such an instant responder yeah that like you you actually don't have to though like any time that I've taken two or three hours to respond to you, has it been like, what the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> like, no, literally, I'm like, hey, sorry, I was busy at work. And you're like, yeah, I know you're at work. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And, but that's the thing too, like that is, I think, again, unique to our relationship because we recognize that. Like, and I, I've said explicitly so many times to you and other people, anytime someone is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I didn't respond right away. I almost always try to be like, 
I don't expect that. You don't have to. Yeah. Because that is kind of the unwritten expectation in today's world Mm -hmm. that like, if you get a message, you need to respond right away. Or if you open it and it says seen and you don't respond, that that means that you're rude and you don't care. And that's not necessarily the case. Like we, you don't have to be available. And that's the thing too. It's hard. I'm pretty sure that I've had this happen. I may be with you, maybe with someone else where like, I really wasn't in a headspace and you really needed help. Or I don't think maybe it wasn't with you, but I was like, I really can't do this right now. I'm so sorry. And I feel like a piece of shit and awful, but like at the end of the day, you know, if I know that I open myself up to solving someone else's problem, that it's going to negatively impact me. Like I need to set that boundary. The spoons. Yes. Oh my God. I want to do an episode on spoon theory. Spoon theory. But like quickly, you basically have a certain amount of gas in the tank Mm -hmm. and you can't drive the car if you're on a quarter of a tank. Yeah. And and you can't can't take your friend on a road trip. Exactly. And it's (laughs) like, you know, if you you can't pour from an empty cup, it's the same Mm -hmm. principle that like, you know, if I'm already I have nothing in me and someone needs help and it's like I, I just can't right now that's okay you don't have to be available all the time and I think that that's like and if you have difficulty being like hey I'm really not in a headspace to respond to this right now don't respond just don't respond and then like whatever six hours six days later (laughs) whatever it is you can be like hey sorry about that I just needed time to process this and now I'm here for you (laughs) And like, like we said earlier, if they are really your friend, like they will understand maybe, yeah, they're pissed because they really needed you and you weren't available and didn't respond. But like, I, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to be a deal breaker. And, and if, if it, it is truly, truly is an emergency, like they should be trekking to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Like At the end of the day, your friend is not your therapist. And should not be the only recourse in an emergency situation. Yeah, like, if it is a true crisis, like, go seek crisis help. Because most of your friends are not crisis trained anyways. So, like, they're not going to be able to help that. Exactly. And even though, like, you're a nurse, I would never be like, oh, well, Sam's a nurse. She'll be able to figure this out because, like, whatever. Like, if, you know, trigger warning, God forbid, I was suicidal, I'm and not I, a psych nurse so, or like, like a crisis intervention nurse. So like I probably would say the wrong thing. And like, <laughs> Truthfully, and it's, not, like it's not your job to say yeah. anything either. Like just, and I think something too, like this comes down to like friends and free labor and like, um, you know, the reciprocity of relationships and like, you know, I do this for you, you do this for me. But like, there is a limit, like, you know, with Lily, for example, I felt like I was not a friendship. It was just me mm. doing free labor. If like you start to feel like that's where you're headed with a person or a relationship or something, I think that you need to do some internal evaluation too. Cause like you're complicit in and complicit has like a negative connotation to it, but you are also complicit in developing that sort of a relationship because yeah. you have let this person treat you that way for X amount of time. So, like, you have a role in it as well that you need to take some responsibility over. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow as well, that you're like, oh, I've also let them treat me this way. So that's why they're treating me this way. 
so I don't know. I feel like, you know, again, I feel like we kind of talk in squiggles and like <laughs> hop around, but that's the, uh, ADHD, ADHD. I was say the neurodivergent right. way. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Nothing just, is linear. Nope. It's because our brain is just, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like I run into this a lot and I see this too with people not even like friend like the parasocial relationships with people online like I had to I saw someone some informational or educational or activist account I don't even remember what it was but they like had to make a statement that was like I am not going to be responding to DMs anymore. Like I can't keep up with the influx of people sending me messages. How dare you didn't talk about this issue that just happened? How dare you didn't talk about this issue that just Mm. happened? And like this expectation that you have to be on and there and, and ready and perfect a hundred percent of the time. And like, that's, we can't expect you know creators to be constantly creating things just like we can't expect our friends to be in friendship mode and to be there for you mode all the time like we're all fucking humans we We have our lives going on and And for sure like if you're in the mode where you have a, a full overflowing cup and a friend reaches out to you like if you got it to spill like give them the energy that they need but just don't take from your own energy source and bleed yourself dry to help other people right so like and and like don't be too firm in that boundary that like if you're like oh they I'm never ask, helping they like didn't <laughs> ask if I was okay <laughs> I'm not gonna help them but like yeah. if you are okay and they didn't ask you can be like oh yeah you know I can definitely help but also maybe be like oh hey in the future it's not a problem right now. Cause I'm totally fine. But like, could you just check and make sure that like, I'm okay. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like you don't want to bring this up when you're not doing well and they're crossing your boundary because you know, you're both upset, but if your cup is overflowing and you have that energy to give to someone be like, yeah, yeah. Let me help you. And you know what? Let me tell you about this boundary too, while we're at it. Cause I'm in a good headspace and I have the ability to do that right now. Yeah. Like, so you want to make sure that you're in a good headspace to have that conversation and set that boundary. If you're really upset and emotional and like, uh, you know, hate that this person only comes and vents to you, then you're going to act and react out of anger. And you're going to probably say things you don't mean. And it's probably not the best time to start that conversation. But on the other end of it, if you're in a good mood and things are going great and you're not stressed and they come and do that, you can be like, oh, hey, by the way, didn't bother me this time, but next time it might. Could we keep an eye on that? Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, boundaries change, and they're fluid, and they don't have to be super firm. So, you know, maybe maybe you don't always need somebody to check in with you. Because I definitely don't. There's times where I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But there are other times when, like, I am not doing okay. And it's – but it's just – that's the thing, too. You said everyone has their own lives. And I think about this in terms of like customer and retail worker, right? Like retail worker gets told like you're seeing a hundred customers every day. So like that one interaction, if you're rude to a customer feels like a drop in the bucket to you, but that may be the only interaction that person has with a retail person that day. Right. And if you're really rude and pissy to that person, 
think about how that's going to affect them. So like, yeah, you need to try and like be neutral or positive with everybody. And it's kind of the same thing. Not really, but kind of when you think about it with like relationships and friends, like, you know, I'm going up to people and I don't know what Sam is going through. I don't know if she and Charlie had a fight or if she has a yeah. really uh, difficult homework assignment or if she's worried about her mom recovering from surgery. Like there's, you don't know all the things that are happening in other people's lives. And we all do have our own lives. So like when you go to talk to somebody about something and like, you don't know what's going on. Like, I don't, it's I, a I don't really know. good practice to ask. I think that's like a huge, if we can get anything past this episode, like before you dump on friends, be like, Hey, how are you doing? Do you have a minute to chat? Or can we schedule time later? Like I could yeah. use a friend right now or exactly. I hope you're doing okay. I have something kind of heavy. Like, can we set aside space for a discussion like and and that's the thing I think like being I hate that I'm gonna actually I don't hate this is great Teresa will be proud my therapist will be proud getting curious about it so we talk about the C's and I I don't know exactly what that has to do with but it's in the type of therapy we're doing she's like curiosity compassionate blah 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 like when we get curious about things and we like want to know and we want to like learn more and we're not going to judge things you're getting curious. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Like, instead of making assumptions. And I think that mm -hmm. that is, you know, the basis of it. We all make assumptions about like, oh, I normally go and talk to this person and everything is fine when I talk to them. So I'm going to continue doing that because there's nothing wrong with it. But I think also judging like you think people's lives are going fine based off of like, oh, they just posted a story of their avocado toast for breakfast. They're obviously having a fucking great day. Like, Literally that like, and I can't maybe that, that avocado enough. toast is salted with tears. <laughs> and maybe that's literally the only good thing in their life right now is that yeah. fucking avocado toast. And like, so that's the thing too. You make assumptions. Paint a very good picture that everything what? is fine and it might not be. And that's also, you know, I think part of why you and I end up becoming the therapy friend a little bit more is because we advertise when things are not great. Like you, not quite as much as I do, but you post memes all the time and stuff about like being a hot mess and mental health. <laughs> yeah. I've never like story picture of myself, like having a hard day, but I'm like, I'll make a joke dumpster about fire it. meme. <laughs> so like, I will literally post pictures of myself sobbing and Sam will post like funny memes, but like we're both <laughs> open about that stuff. And so it's just like, you know, people associate that with us right so this person must always be in the mood to talk about this or this person whatever but you know we all have shit going on we're all humans like and just I don't know I think if we enable ourselves to be more curious about what is going on in the lives of people around us it will also enable us to get more curious about what's going on internally and I mean I think that's really the first I mean I said that earlier figure out what it is that you want to change that's getting curious mm -hmm. what is what is the problem here? What is something that I want to improve on? Or what is something that I want to change? And then figuring out how to move from there. And that's, it's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to set this boundary. This problem will never happen again in the end. 
that, that won't happen. <laughs> like it's just like if you go to therapy, you'll be cured. One visit, one session, we're all that's done. it. But it's like, and that's the thing. Mental health no, done. No more mental health. I've gotten rid of it. We're just I've graduated. I wish. Oh my God. Ugh. But like that's the thing. We're fluid, everything changes, moods change, circumstances change. So just like I don't know. Give the, be mindful. the opportunity to check in. Be mindful. And that's because we all do want to put on this beautiful face. Oh, that's where I was going. People curate their social media mm-hmm. to be a certain thing. I try really hard not to. I try to be very real with mine. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm falling apart. Things suck. And so I think that's part of why people feel more comfortable venting to me. But on the flip side of that, if you present yourself as rosy and everything is great, you know, your friends might be like, oh, well, they have no problems in their life. It's definitely not a problem if I go and share all my problems with them. Yeah. And just because they're not posting on social media about their problems doesn't mean that they don't have problems. Um, And I mean, you see this rhetoric constantly all the time. Like, you know, you never know what's going on in people's lives. Be kind, blah, blah, blah. And as cheesy as that sounds, it's it's really true. Like you don't know what other people are dealing with and like asking the question and setting the stage and opening the floor for like, Hey, how are you doing? Is this the right time for this type of conversation? Um, I think it makes a world of difference. Trying to think, I feel like we hit everything we needed to talk about with that. Go to therapy, schedule hard conversations. (laughs) schedule ask permission ask permission ask questions do the work yourself and give yourself grace and give other people grace too like that's with this lily person while it's frustrating and you know i could just write them off and be like well i don't want to be your friend anymore because you're disregarding my boundaries multiple times i also recognize that this person has adhd and memory problems and like probably doesn't remember that i set that boundary because we don't talk often yeah so like you know because that was you know I and in crisis mode you're not necessarily thinking logically literally when you're in crisis mode your amygdala takes over the rational part of the brain and you are unable like um not psychologically what's the other one physiologically Yes, thank you. I was like, it starts with a P, but it doesn't sound like a P. (laughs) You physiologically cannot be rational. And so like, you know, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, maybe she doesn't remember that. And so, you know, I'm going to have to probably reinforce that boundary a few times and have that uncomfortable conversation a few times. And I need to be okay with that. And I, you know, I don't have to be okay with it. If I don't want to continue having that conversation, I don't have to, but like, I still do want to be friends with this person. So if I do want to be friends with this person, I have to be okay with meeting them where they are. I think that's the other really important thing. And especially with people who are doing the work, I think you had said something along the lines of this earlier, like you tend to therapize people without realizing Mm. it. Like it's just the mode that we're in. (laughs) Well, and I feel like it's us again, modeling, like Mm -hmm. this helped me. So this might help them. Like, but if they haven't even started doing any work and you're like, modeling these things and like you're here and they're like way back here they're obviously not going to 
well, not, I don't want to say obviously, but it's going to be more difficult for them to pick up on what you're saying or meet you where you're at. Yeah. So you do have to like, and that goes both ways. Like if you are the person who hasn't been doing the work and one of your friends is asking you to be a little more emotionally available, you're going to have to go outside of your comfort zone and do some work to try and meet them more where they are. It's not always about the more uh, emotionally mature person, like, put like setting their stuff aside to help like meet you where you are it goes both ways mm-hmm. um and so I think it's like you know trying not to over therapize people and trying not to like make your problems everyone else's problems so it's just kind of be like you said be mindful and again we live in an individualistic capitalistic society where being mindful is um not beneficial to capitalism like if you sit there and think about these things and and reflect on these things that's that's not what a good capitalist does they just go to work and they they go to work and they talk to all their friends and they do what they need to and then they go to sleep and so it's very counterintuitive to like how many of us have been socialized and raised to sit there and take stock and think about, you know, what is and isn't working in this relationship or conversation. It, it, it's hard. Um, so yeah, I think the takeaway, get curious, ask questions, be mindful and like give yourself and others grace, I think is really the starting points for trying to set those boundaries and trying to make yourself so you are not the therapy friend. Yeah. Because that was, I mean, I feel like we talked for like an hour about how we're like, we're both just therapy friends. And, and this person only comes and talks to me when they do this. And and then I'm like, well, have you gone and done it? And blah, blah, blah. And we just like, we could go on and on. But, and that's the thing too, is like, you know, we can talk, Sam and I can talk back and forth about it forever, but that's an echo chamber. Like we both are on the same page. Right. Like we're not going to fix the issues with these other people by bitching to each other. So like we, we also have to take some initiative and, and, and do something about it if we want to change it. I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they can just read my mind, right? I've done the work. It's time for other people to do the work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Seeing that already. I'm like, I know we're joking, but I'm like, no, that's icky. I have to do the work too. I can't just let other people do it. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Okay. Well, this was really, really fun as always. I'm sad that um, we, (laughs) so fun fact, I think the last three times we've hung out in person, we were supposed to record, right? Probably more than three times. So what ends up happening is like, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's record an episode. And like, Sam will come here and we just get so excited because we don't see each other that we we go hard into whatever it is that we're doing. Either most of the time we are um, imbibing in some form, whether we're drinking or smoking. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I mean, I haven't done. Oh, wow. We're already running out of time on this one, too. I haven't done an ep- I actually think that would be really fun to do an episode where like I'm really stoned and do something <laughs> or like where I'm drunk. 
um, because I'm so, and I think we said this, that we were going to do that last time. We're like, we're going to drink a lot of tequila and then record. And I think that would be an absolute train wreck. Truthfully, but I think it would also be hysterical, <laughs> but that's, it doesn't happen because we get so excited and then we're drinking and then it's like, well, I don't want to record right now. I want to like, let's go on a drag show instead though. <laughs> and that's literally, we were like, we're going to record right away. Like, we're not going to drink. We'll go to brunch the next day. And then like, we went out and got margaritas and tacos and then we went to a drag show and then the next morning we went to brunch and then we got our nipples pierced and then we were like well now I'm exhausted and I I don't want to record so and then it was like it was time for me to go and it was like oh we never recorded yep and I brought my microphone and everything so we've been trying to record for months and it hasn't happened so now we have to schedule our meetings with each other I think I think this is just the move yeah, I think so. Then too. I and get then, to see you virtually right? in between. It, it forces us to actually see each other. And then like we can. It's a scheduled FaceTime. <laughs> it's not unannounced. And then we can focus on just having fun and being, uh, you know, delinquents when we're together. So. All right. Cool. Well, we definitely should schedule another one of these uh, for like a few weeks because we have a lot of other shit that we wanted to talk about. I don't remember exactly what, um, but I will make We've sure. We've talked that the... a, lot of, a lot of things, and then we're like, this is a good episode. Literally. It's I... always when we're like out to brunch. Maybe yep. you should just bring your microphone to every brunch we go to. That's well, and that's the, the thing. I forget. I can do it a voice memo. It could start being a series. Brunch. We have to come up with a fun name. Bitchin' and brunchin' or something. I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah. See, and that could be like a mini-sode. Like, we could have... Yeah, I see the wheels are turning. But this is the last time, like, Sam was like, are we still on for this weekend? And I have not been doing well, uh, full disclosure. I actually feel really good today, and I'm glad that we kept this. Yay! um, Like, I woke up this morning, and I was motivated. I'm like, I'm going to do podcast stuff. Um. But Sam was like, hey, are we still on? And I was like, what are we even talking about? Can you remind me what we decided? Because I'm like, I don't know. We just say so many times, this would be a good episode. But we should. I have I have a ton of voice memos in my phone. So the next time we're hanging out, if we start talking about podcast things, hopefully one of us will remember and I'll just hit record on my phone. So yeah. We'll see. Um, I do want to, um, I have not been great about this. But I want to try and do um, gratitude check-in at the end of my episodes. Oh, um, I love that. Just because sometimes it is really heavy and uh, that way it forces me to actually like do my gratitude practice with other humans. Um, so I know I didn't give you like a warning about that, but I feel That's like okay. you're pretty good. Um, so if you want me to stuff. go first, I can go if you want or if you have something you're grateful for and you want to share it. You um yeah I am very grateful for finishing all of my schoolwork in a technically classes are done next Friday but um Charlie had a lacrosse game on Thursday and I just went into like you know ADHD hyper focus mode yeah. and did all my assignments for the rest of the semester so Yay! I got no homework left to do so that's pretty great for so something basically... like for a week yeah, so you get like I gave extra... myself a week vacation. Was it did you go right into the next semester without a break? I will be, yeah. If you it hadn't done it earlier. Yeah, I would have had the weekend off. 
Oh my God. Which okay. is so annoying. <laughs> so I'm pretty grateful <sighs> to actually get like a week off. Well, I'm grateful for you for that too. That grammar was bad. I'm really happy for you too. That's great. I love that for you. <laughs> love that journey for you. Um, what am I grateful for? Um, so I am going to do one that like, I'm still having a hard time with, but I am grateful that I allowed myself to take mental health days this week. Um, I've been talking to you about this, Sam, and just in general, if you follow me on social medias, I'm a manager now. So I feel like this added pressure to like be at work all the time and, and pick up the slack for other people that aren't doing their job. And I've been pulling a lot of really long weeks. Um, it's a really busy week too. So like it's father's day. We have a lot of stuff for framing. Mm. I'm like, I'm like 30 orders behind right now. I really couldn't afford to take like, and that's the capitalist in me, the internalized capitalism being like, I can't afford to take the time off. People's frames can fucking wait a few days. It's not the end of the world. But I allowed myself, despite all of these icky feelings and being like, I have to go to work. I have to do this. I have to show up. I took two mental health days. Um, and, and you're feeling over- better today, right? So I am. It, and I it wasn't- actually worked. And like during the week, I wasn't and I didn't feel great, but like I needed that extra rest. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that I allowed myself to do that and did not beat myself up about it as Mm -hmm. much as I normally would. I still did, but I, but a little, I, I let myself do it and it wasn't like this huge battle. So that is what I am grateful for today. Um, on that note, keep trying to get through the Menti Bees. And crying in those shubbies. Later, friends. Love you. All right. Yay. Thanks for joining for another episode. You can find the show on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at crying underscore trying underscore pod. And on Facebook at crying and trying pod. You can also find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at L-E-X-G-O-N-G-I-V-I-T-2-Y-A underscore. If you'd like to email the show, feel free to send us questions, comments, episode suggestions, and any other feedback you want us to see to cryinandtryinpod at gmail.com. The best way for a small independent podcast like us to grow is for our listeners like you to share your favorite episodes with your friends. You can also rate, leave a review, and follow the show on your preferred streaming platform. And engaging in any of our social media posts will always help us be more visible. If you would like to support the show with a small one-time or monthly donation, you can do so through our podcast page on Anchor or through the Buy Me a Coffee page where blog posts related to the show are posted. All donations, no matter how small, go right back into the show so I can continue bringing you high-quality episodes. I am a proud member of the PodPros community and utilize PodMatch to connect with many amazing guests. This podcast is researched, recorded, produced, and edited by me, Lexi Hamsmith, using Anchor by Spotify. Thanks for listening.